come on. What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You're tuned in here to the Wednesday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. Your number to participate is 877-37-GRIND. Again, that is 877-37-GRIND. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, and today's show is going to be presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. 877-37-GRIND. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that we discussed on yesterday's show, if you didn't have an opportunity to call, uh, you can parlay that over to today. And anything that we are discussing today on the docket that you want to weigh in and give your opinion on, feel free to do that as well. We just ask you to be patient during the long breaks and long segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind, if you need to reach out to me or follow me on Twitter or send a message or at me, you can do it at sports grind also keep in mind if you want to stream the show live uh and you want to leave comments and i'll respond to those in real time um you know if i get a chance to if not i'll respond to them later but you can log on to the business facebook page of sports grind entertainment or you can go to my personal facebook page and you can stream the show and leave comments there also keep in mind if you ever miss any of the shows live uh you can always go to the sportsgrindonline.com website and you can download the podcast daily that's 365 seven days a week and also keep in mind if you're traveling or you're in a uh, market that's not carrying us on terrestrial radio, you can always go to the same website, sportsgrindonline.com, and you can click the play button there. 87737-GRIND. What's up, Mr. Clark? Ready, rock, and roll. All right, man. So uh, this is what we've got going on uh, here um, since we're at hump day on Wednesday. Um, again, we're on the eve of Masters, uh, you know, I won't say kicking off, that's in a football, tipping off ba- basketball, but just uh, getting started, let's teeing say. Teeing off? There you go. How could I forget that? Um, teeing off at Augusta. And the story of this kind of going in is the weather, going to be the weather, because we kind of alluded to this on Monday, look at the forecast. Uh, Jonas let it know they're you know preparing for rain, thunderstorms throughout the week, which is and normal. Key temperature drop. And catching Tiger speaking at the, at the press uh-huh. yesterday, he said last year it was the cold that got to him then, too. Mm. Well, I think right now with Tiger Woods, I mean, we know that this is a, a course and a tournament uh, that probably like any other that he knows the back of his hand. It doesn't really change too much. Uh, you know, it's not like it's a, a major that changes venues like the PGA, British and U.S. Open. So I think with Tiger right now, we, we you know, if you're a fan, especially a golf uh, fan of golf, you just want him to be able to be around for the weekend and pretty much be able to walk um uh, you know, for four days uh, and that entails him making the cut. So um, we'll see. And, you know, it's it's kind of always a challenge uh, for him, especially where he's at and definitely cool weather. Said this the other day. That's the reason why I never really had him. Probably his days of winning a British Open is probably not going to happen just because his body probably performs better when it's kind of warm and things like that. So anyway, um the thing about the Masters, too, the reason why I'm bringing this up to kind of start with this, uh, that I kind of found out and uh, don't really know the details of it. I mean, but for the most part, uh, he never won a green jacket. 
so he's not an automatic invite. But Greg Norman, which is more known for his meltdown at the Masters um, than actually winning it, ever winning it, he wasn't invited. And now everybody that's followed golf or you follow the story with Liv, this is one of those situations to where he is the CEO and president of Liv Golf. Um, It's not a shock that he wasn't invited. He's kind of been there before and around there before. But I think to me, the way I look at this is kind of what I use this terminology on the show and looking at other things. It's, it's fake hustle to me and sliding to first base. Um, you know, I understand where they're coming from in regards to, I mean, I just brought up yesterday that they, you know, some of the live tour players that's out there at Augusta, they're wearing their team logo on their, on their shirts and stuff. And I told you that's borderline guerrilla style marketing um, that they have. But this is a situation where uh, the reason why I call it fake hustle or sliding to first base is because if you were going to take this stand to tell a guy that or not invite a guy that has been part of the Masters weekend and been part of Masters for a while and his lure, he never, like I said, he never won a green jacket, but his loss, I mean, you, you can go to John Vanderbilt. His collapse at Carnoustie back, and I don't even know what year that was. It was a while back. That was one of the, you know, I wasn't even really in the golf at the time that Norman collapsed in the early 90s. So, but I've seen enough of those clips, enough to hear about those couple days, and I've seen the 30 for 30 on Norman. He's known for that. I mean, he's part of Masters Weekend, maybe more negative than not. So my point is, is that if you're going to take this to where you don't want this guy coming, that is the fate. Well, I don't know the face, but he's the CEO of live. Then it goes back to what I've been since the last year about this whole topic. I've been wondering, then why didn't you just pretty much go ahead and roll your sleeves up, lower, you know, lower you up, get lawyers and not invite any of these guys. If it's really like that. That's the way I looked at without knowing the details, all the way of the details of why he wasn't invited. They're saying, oh, this was just a mistake. We left him. But that's the, when I hear that and that's headline, I'm like, okay, I get it, but that's fake hustle to me. Go ahead. Well, I think the reason why is because you still want it to be about golf and the Masters. You want you know former winners or even just the best in competition to be there. Um, Augusta, through uh, ESPN, Augusta National Golf Club, Chair Fred Ridley um, spoke again with the media yesterday uh, on Greg Norman and said, we did not extend an invitation to Mr. Norman. The primary issue and the driver there is that I want I want the focus this week to be on the Masters competition, on the great players that are participating, the greatest players in the world, which by our decision in December, we ensured that we are going to honor and be consistent with in our invitation criteria. That's fine, but that's still weak because at the end of the day, you can't, you're not going to control that by just not letting Greg, you don't think, I mean, lefty Phil has uh, reporters have already been around him and he's saying, Hey, I've kind of stayed to myself at the champions dinner. I kind of sit over by my table. You know, the kid that walk into the cafeteria that just always sit by itself because nobody want to sit by him. You know, some of the days I'd feel bad. and want to go sit with those people, but I'm like, I got a reputation to protect. I'm just joking. Anyway, not really. But this is the deal. That's who can, you don't think that uh, I don't know 
Bryce DeChambeau, uh, who else? Phil. The list goes on. Um, Dustin Johnson. You don't think these guys are going to be asked about this if reporters still really want to? So you can sit there and you can pretty much you can go ahead and use Greg. And look, I don't have any ways I feel about Greg Norman. I'm, I'm never not. I've never liked him. I've never said like, yeah, I like Greg. And I've never said like, I can't stand Greg. You know, the only thing I couldn't stand my Greg is that all his back in the day in the early 90s, all his shark paraphernalia and clothing would take up most of all the sections and dillards when I'm trying to look for polos and, you know, hill figures and all that back in the day. Other than that, I don't have any type of feeling toward Greg Norman, but I do feel, and I'm not trying to defend him because I've made it seem how I felt about the live stuff from the get-go, but I do feel like he's being made, you know, an example or he's a sacrificial lamb because if you really felt that way, then like I said – it's too late now and the reason why i even bring this up is because to me i feel like they i don't know what's going on behind the scenes legally through courts and lawyers and stuff but what's how it's been played out in the public it seems like they've been pretty much conceding to everything nothing's really changed i mean not on the pga side now i know you know you got the rory and tiger tour or whatever this is this digital tour that's coming that's supposed to be coming about the purses have kind of gone up. You know, they've done, they've added some tournaments where they're supposed to be tink that stuff. But when it comes down to really publicly letting it be known where you live, where you stand with tour live, it's been like, okay, we're not down with it, but there's nothing we're doing. And I understand there's legal stuff involved. Cause if you win the masters, it's automatic for life invite. But I just feel like if this, if you don't have intentions of ever working with this tour per se, like you're doing, you're the Europe tour and stuff like that. Then I, it doesn't, and you're going to take this stand at probably the biggest major, the first one and the biggest major on out of the four and, and casual people's and just casual golf eyes. Like you should have took the stand to really dig your heels and let this play out in court in regards. Like, look, man, y'all go over there. You're not eligible here on, on the majors for whatever, but they didn't want to go there with this. But now on the eve of Masters, it comes out, oh, we didn't invite Greg Norman because we just wanted this to be about golf in the, in, the, in the Masters. It's been golf has been about this tour live thing for the last 15, 18 months anyway. But go ahead. Well, as far as towing the line, uh, he was uh, Ridley was asked if Norman uh, would be invited to a future Masters or if this is a permanent kind of thing. Uh, he said it's hard to answer that question because, you know, I don't know where the world is going to be next year or two years from now. But as I stated, I would never say never. But I told you why he had not been invited this year. Stand by what I opened the segment with. It's weak sauce. It's 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 sliding the first base. It's fake hustle, okay? It's Luca on defense. That's what I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start adding that. It's Luca on defense effort. It, it's come on, man. It, it's just crazy. And I know I'm not the only one that can see it like this. But if that's the case, then nobody should become just because he's the CEO. And nobody that's associated with that tour should have been basically allowed to play in majors. And they would have been contested in court. Don't know if it would have stood up in court. But the fact of they didn't make the effort to even do this, but then you want to play Billy Badass on the map. Oh, Greg, you're not allowed here. And you got Phil over there sitting at the champions, uh, champions dinner alone. Okay. You got the nerds on one section, you got the jocks on the other one, you got the preps and you got the gangsters on, and you just got Phil just sitting there at the cafeteria table alone thinking about, like, man, 
Golden State is was minus one eighty tonight. On his phone is his app. It goes. That's all he's doing. I mean, so to me, like, come on, man. This is what I called for about 12, 15 months. Like, hey, if you really about it, tell them none of them. Nah, yeah, because if you take away, I mean, with the the type of money that was shelled out to tour live players, if you take that money, I mean, who cares if you're going to be, if you're not going to play the nationwide tournament, if you're not going to come over here and play, you know, whatever, you know, smaller tournament, where these guys that went over, they care about the majors. And I feel that if you would have basically, as a, as the PGA and the people involved, if you would have basically just stood your ground and said, hey, we, we don't even know if legally we have a ground to stand it, but we're going to send a message publicly that we, we're not down with this. Now, as we move on from this, the crazy thing about this, which I didn't have it on the docket because I don't know all the details of it. And, and I've heard the rumors, but I haven't been following it like I have this tour live situation. But you have Messi. That there's reports this morning that he's close to pretty much be Saudi bound as well, too. I know they offered a, a boatload of money uh, to Ronaldo, but it, it's just one of those that this whole Saudi situation, I mean, in regards to sports, you know, you can call it what you want to. I mean, there's terminology people have used for this, but to me, it sounds like it ain't going anywhere. I mean, it's like finally, the, the, I don't know if it's the Saudis woke up and say, hey, man, we know we do business with the oil again, but do you know how passionate they are about their sports? Do you know what that status gives to you if you can get into professional sports? And they just pretty much came over here and they just started to make it rain and buying everybody up. Okay? Buying everybody up. So it, it's just one of those things that you wonder, is this just going to go to the wayside? And everybody going to like, okay, I guess we're doing business with the Saudis, even though we know what that's about. And then all of a sudden you start seeing more because I'm telling you, from soccer to golf, I mean, it looks like to me, where is it going to stop? I mean, they, this could be a master plan for them to be like, uh, this is the way we're going to get Americanized through y'all. But that's weak sauce for the masters. But they tee this thing off tomorrow. I don't even know what the parents are. You know, like I told you, I got my eye on Rory. I think he's overdue. Can't believe it's been a decade uh, since he's won. Uh, and I give my man Scotty Scheffner, uh, the, the I think he's the defending champ. Um, I think he can become the first person to go back-to-back -back since Tiger. And plus, his game and the, and the type of golf he's playing, I mean, I haven't really paid too much attention to his career following, but he's been on my radar of late because uh, a lot of people talk about his game. I mean, of course, it's going to be suit for this course. He's already won it, so definitely he's probably a culprit to be up there around Sunday. But hopefully Mother Nature is not too bad in regards to trying to get some golf in over the four days. But you got that going on, NBA continues to roll on the Lakers get a big win last night in OT um you know that was a big victory for them I think you know with the the Lakers situation um it's interesting because last night with that game um what was it one what was the score 135 to 133 um there was a lot of minutes you know played by LeBron and AD on that now they were able to get victorious which last night if I'm not mistaken that win pretty much ensures them no worse than the play-in game from I think I read that correctly with them winning yesterday we'll be breaking it down later yeah yeah so that's according to where I think I saw that that's what that does for the Lakers but my concern was it was a lot of minutes played for LeBron um and them last night but they got it done um Mike Malone has blasted his team once again in the media after a dismal loss to the Houston Rockets. 
Um, I've talked to you about this through the course of this whole season, or at least half the season, about his status of his pressure that I believe that he's coaching under in Colorado. And again, the more this goes on, and and, and again, with the Nuggets, I'm going to chalk this up because I thought for sure Joker didn't play, but no, Joker played last night. I mean, this is just one of those that, hey, man, you know, this is my last Thursday I'm working before I go on vacation type of stuff from just how you are. No, you're about to go on vacation, but it's like, uh, you know, I'm going to mail it in. I mean, so I don't know if I read too much into it because I've told you how I feel about Denver. But again, Mike Malone it is it, you can just hear it. You can just hear it in the press conference and the way these situations happen. And they're a little bit, I think, disconnect with this team just a little bit. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spinning the one and two. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, and this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. Uh, if you're looking to check in what's the latest new products, or you know what you're looking for, but you just want it delivered straight to your doorstep, make sure you don't forget to go to specsonline.com because the fun starts here. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official partner of the Dallas Cowboys. 87737-GRIND. All right, so... Yeah, the NBA, I mean, we can continue to start right there. Um, the NBA, um, like I said, Mike Malone, first of all, they lose to the Rockets, okay? And if you are, and this is, it, and it happens every year because I pay attention to stuff. When you get to the last week of the season, it is almost, you can count on it, that there's going to be some teams that are lottery teams 
that are going to beat some playoff bound teams like top two, three seed teams. That's just the way it is because it goes back to where they're getting ready to mail it in. They know the playoffs are about to start. And that's just kind of where it's at. So to me, Mike Lone, Mike Malone, to go to the podium, he pretty much called his team soft. It's one of the pop moves. OK, the thing that pop used to do back during their runs where it would basically be, you know, in November, the season's only maybe three weeks, a month old. And he was like, you know, we're just soft. And then all of a sudden they respond. I mean, that was the old crew. OK, um, so he's taking a page from that book. But I just feel that to me, I mean, no one really talks about it, but I know even if you go back to a last year, I think it was two years ago, uh, there was a tirade that he went on and and then he kind of basically called Joker out public. Kind of what I want Jason Kidd and Mark Cuban to do with Luca. And I know that, you know, Joker took a little exception to that. Now, that was kind of a little bit, you know younger maybe not as mature now they always say if you can coach your star player hard and you can be on him then the sky's limit that everybody else falls in line but i just in my opinion there's no reports about this there's no inside information i have but i still feel there is a little bit there's a disconnect between joker and mike malone and when i say disconnect i mean i don't really mean x's and o's disconnect because obviously what they're doing is working i mean they're one of the top seeds in the west i mean due to the fact that maybe it was that incident or it's just something to where he's just not feeling filling him to a certain extent speaking of joker there's just something with that um and i do believe that again him this is his what i would say Maybe three, two for sure. I know outburst in post game after losses. I know he did it after they came and lost to the Spurs. It was about a month ago, three weeks ago. They lost to the Spurs and they followed. They were like a three game loser streak. That was one time he blasted him, and then he comes out now after. And I think you know, and this is one of those that you know the good coaches, the great coaches would tell you. And the one, of the, and I don't care what sport it is, NBA or NFL or whatever, you have to know when. And what to say, you have to really measure your team. And especially, and you know, these guys are not a veteran, veteran team, but they are a mid, you know, when you talk about Memphis, they're older than Memphis. They got more, you know, skins in the wall than Memphis. Uh, you know, the Kings coming up, they're a little bit older than them, more seasoned than them. They are kind of that middle age, so they're not totally a young rookie team. So my point that I'm making is, you know, the great coaches in any sport knows the pulse of their team and when to get on them, whether it's through the media, whether it's practice, a film session, and when to lay off. And I just felt this is one of those that, look, man, There's this is the last week of the regular season. There's four or five games left, okay? Um, the regular season will be over come Sunday. What is the point for going to blast them like that? Because to me, it's like it's not really – if I can sit there and see like, hey, this is really about, for one, you're playing Rockets, a team that might end up with the number one overall pick, okay? We're pretty much where we're going to be at. I mean, yes, could Sacramento catch us? Possibly we just collapse and lose. But is it going to mean like, oh, we can't win a title now because now we're the two seed? No, it's really about health and it's about getting healthier going in. So to me, to lose this game against the Rockets, 
I'll look at it, even though I haven't been high on Denver all year, I've just said, hey, I've seen this before. I've seen teams win 60 games because they've been built for the regular season. And I just feel it's not so much Denver's built for the regular season. It's just the fact that I've got to see that third person. I know what Murray's going to bring it. He's going to be hungry because he hadn't really been healthy for the last couple years in a playoff thing. So he's going to be hungry. So him and Joker, I'm going to be able to count on them every night. Now, you know, Murray might have an off night one night in a series, but who Porter, these other guys, even Gordon. And I, if I had to bet I would lean more on Gordon showing up consistently more I would Porter um but and and if Porter proves me wrong you know Jalen Brown kind of proved me wrong last year in the postseason the playoff run I said hey okay I see if Porter proves me wrong I'll say okay you arrived but I can only go by what I've seen so that's why I haven't been that high on the Nuggets but regardless they're going to be a top two seed in the West and they are going to be the favorite or one of the favorites to come out of the Western Conference so what is the point for Mike Malone to do that and that's why I say there's a disconnect and it's the pulse of the team and it also shows that he is coaching under pressure and and if they don't get I will say if they don't get at least to the Western Conference Finals I don't think he's coming back I really don't and, and, and I don't know about actually getting to the finals. I mean, because they've done that before in a bubble. That was in the ballroom. Nobody really counts that. But I really think anything less than a NBA finals berth to get in and win the West, anything besides winning the Western Conference, I don't think he's coming back. I don't think he's coming back. I think why he would do this now, Cal, is because you've been, you, in addition to uh, the Dallas Mavericks, uh, you've been pretty heavy on the Nuggets coming down the stretch. You, we asked a couple of weeks. You asked, do, are, are they bored? They look bored. They don't look like they're trying to finish strong. And so now you're coming down this stretch. And in, in Malone's comments last night, he said, I just called our team soft. I just did it. Like you said, he right. was just after the, and I dared someone to challenge me. Nobody did because we're a soft group. And that showed tonight. Okay, so he's still waiting, and, and because the, the, there's no more, or you're running out of games that you can just chalk up losses. Okay, yeah, we're still trying to get our footing. The season's been long, whatever. Now this is the time you're six and four in your last ten. You just lost to a bottom three team in the NBA now with your stars on the floor. Somebody, whether Joker needs to be more out there, and he had a bad night. You know, a box score-wise, not even just points, but turnovers and everything else like that. It was a rough night for him. He's coming back from injury. But as you're getting ready for the stretch of the season, he just needs somebody to provide some level of energy. And so far, he's not seeing it. I have no problem with them ripping, like, ripping them like that. Look, I mean, I hear everything you say, man, but the reality is, like, there's a saying going, whether you're in business, whether you're in the streets, hustling, okay, Whatever you're doing, there's a thing to call when you walk in, you got to, when you're going into a place that you're not familiar with, there's an old saying go, you got to be able to read the room. And Mike Malone, and my point is, is that, trust me, you know, I'm all about coach, old school coaches, riding guys, especially guys that's making this kind of money. But to me, I think Mike Malone is missing how to read the room. Like, first of all, to go in, it's, it's, it's 82 games. Okay, you've pretty much been in the number one spot almost wire to wire. Okay, so to go in after a dismal, this isn't like I can see if you're going to lose to a team or you come out as a lackluster effort, 
even if it's three days left of the regular season five and you lose against a team in the West that you could see in the playoffs and you just came out and dogged it. But you're to, if you look at all the, if you're losing to a team that's possibly that's going to end up with a top three pick and reading the room and reading your team, how did, like, why would you go in front of them? And then these are the things that coaches do when, when they know things are like panic, like it's pressure. Why would you go in front of the team in a locker room after a loss with five games left, four or five games left? You're the number one seed, and then I challenge anybody in here to tell me we're not soft. And you know why he got nobody to challenge it? Because people are probably looking back and like, all right, Mike, just hurry up, man. I'm ready to get dressed and get to the airport, get out of here. Like, come on. That's where I think is it like, you know, it, again, and I'm not trying to disrespect my, I'm not necessarily, I think they coexist. I mean, this is, keep in mind, in Mike Malone's defense, I mean, I, I think Mike Malone's a good coach. I just think in Denver, the pressure in there, and keep in mind, this is a coach that has brought them up. I mean, you know, we have a, we have a, a saying down here that we like to live with pride because the other altar we can't do, hey, built, not bought. With our titles, they were built, not bought. Well, Denver is built. Joker, Murray, Porter, these are all guys that are picked by the Nuggets, and they've stuck together. So Mike Malone has brought these guys up. They, he has raised these young men. So it can get a time to where it's like, yo, man, I can't wait to get out of mom and dad's house. I can't wait to get off to college. I can't wait to do this. It's like these guys looking at him. That's the reason why I ain't getting no response. Like, bro, we got four games left. This is the Rockets. Like, we just had a road trip. I mean, we've been there. We just played the other night. And therefore, it's like there's some fatigue. There's travel. That's unnecessary with the medium veteran team that they got. That's unnecessary. Uh, if it, if it, they're not, the Rockets are not making the playoffs. This is not a team that you're going to see in the postseason. It's about reading the room. It's about reading your team. You know, like Bill Parcells. Uh, every all the great ones. I mean, even Pop. I mean, Pop knew, you know, when they were when they were contenders and they were running through Western Conference titles and going to finals and fifty plus win seasons. Six. He knew the times to call his team out locally in the media or basically go rip them. And he knew the times. He knew the times to lay off. Like, man, this is three games and four nights. Okay, Phil Jackson, the guy that has the most titles, read the room perfectly. And he dealt with, uh, and again, I'm not trying to, people have Phil Jackson as a two-pocket coach, and I'm not trying to put the pressure on Mike Malone that. I know I don't think he's Phil Jackson. I don't think he's Coach Pop either. But the reality of it is, is that that's what, and you got to think, Phil is dealing with multiple Lakers and Bulls, multiple personalities, multiple egos, all at once, Rodman, okay, Pippen, Jordan, and then the whole Shaq and Kobe feud, and then you got a, you've got to be able to understand and read the room and the situation. If this was a team they could see in the first round or the second round, and he decides like, "Yo, man, do you understand?" We can see. I'm probably not even spending this much time on this. I'm just saying that I'm steady with it because I'm telling you. I will be shocked if they don't go to the NBA finals. I will be shocked that he's back to Denver. And and you know what? Mike Malone might stay unemployed for five minutes. It's just that whole thing will be it's ran its course. And kind of like Snyder it, over there in Utah. Pretty much. 
pretty much. But the, in, in Snyder's defense, the expectations, I mean, Utah, he never already got him to a finals, whether it was a shortened season or not. And number two, he wasn't coaching. He, would, he didn't have no joker <laughs> in Utah. No disrespect to Donovan Mitchell. I mean, I think he's a heck of a player. He's not on the He ain't joker. He's not joker. So when you got a joker, the other reason why I would be shocked, because they're not going to waste his prime. They're not going to waste his prime. 877-37-GRIND. Also, uh, last night, Golden State, okay, they were able to rally against OKC. OKC is going to be a problem here pretty soon in the next few years. I mean, I guess that's what gets when you draft in top five, eight, ten, and acquiring all these damn picks, pressing them over there. But they fell. That's about Chet so far, too. They still have Chet on the bench. Man, let me tell you something. Anything associated with Gonzaga right now, past the present, you're going to have to show me. I don't know what the hell Chet going to do. Chet ain't – and like, until they get out of – until they get in a tougher conference in basketball, I'm waiting for – I'm tired of everybody filling their brackets out. I'm tired of analysts. Oh, Gonzaga. This is your Gonzaga. And, oh, yeah, man, they beat St. Mary's. Oh, they won the – and then they run up first couple rounds. Hey, Gonzaga's headed to the Sweet 16-18. They run up against some dogs. 30. Thank you for coming. Give Here's this 30-piece beatdown. I don't give a damn about no Chet. Chet weigh about buck ten. Does Chet does Chet still weigh one hundred and ten when it's wet and boot with wet and boots? Anyway, let me proceed. OKC is going to be a problem with or without Chet. Chet's like icing on the cake. The way I can, way I'm from. They got it. They've got a hell of a point guard. Okay, right now. SGA. Um, yes. But Golden State had to rally to get the victory yesterday. Um, now, to me, um, you know the story. Of this one, Wiggins. Uh, got a little standing ovation a little bit. You know, he joined the team back. He didn't play last night, but he joined, came out of the tunnel, you know, the team, the crowd, you know, welcomed him. Um, it's still, they've kept this under wraps. We, I mean, we don't know what personal issues Wiggins is dealing with. We don't know if this is mental health. We don't know. They've kind of kept this quiet. And again, when I look at the game that GP the second had last night and the way he played the energy, that was, I, I've always, I've done nothing but praise this organization through this old dynasty run and that is just one that they screwed up. They misread the room. They misread the locker room. He is part of the reason why they've been struggling pretty much all season on the road. They can't get it right. And defensively, they haven't been that good all season. It's part of him. Because they didn't have him. They didn't have him. They felt like after the championship, that was somebody, hey, go get your money, man. We're cool. Nah, man. He That second unit defensively, they misread the room on that one. Now, uh, Golden State, I mean, what's going to be interesting to me, the energy they played with last night to get back in the game. Uh, really, with the Warriors, it comes down to where they, I don't know what it is because they've had this problem even in the title runs. They have a hard time not turning the ball over. And, I, I mean, if this was a team that didn't have a bad time turning the ball over, I think they'd be damned on some years prior to this, they'd be challenging that 70-plus win season a lot. I just feel like a lot of times is that their time, but they turn the ball over so much. It's that, and what's going to be interesting is what is Wiggins going to be able to give? Now, it seems longer than that, to be honest with you, but I think I said, I think I read that he was out since February. He hasn't played since February. Yeah, it seems longer than that, to be honest with you. I, I mean, honestly, it feels like Wiggins been out since like December maybe. Uh, but he's, he didn't play last night, but he's physically backed with the team and we'll see how, if that gives them an emotional lift as well. Eight, seven, seven, three, seven grind. Doc Rivers says the MVP race is over. 
He said, man, he, he scored half of our points tonight. As far as I'm concerned, the MVP race is over. Now, translation, the reason why, you know, Doc is not usually the guy. He doesn't bite his tongue, but he usually goes and defends guys. I remember this with DeAndre Jordan. You know, DeAndre Jordan during that whole Lob City, Clipper style and all that. You know, for years he would basically, and I always gave Doc Rivers credit for developing DeAndre Jordan into a better player offensively because DeAndre Jordan was just pretty much rebounding and rebounding, couldn't really hit free throws rebounding but under doc he kind of developed to get in flow of the offense more this and that so doc is doc usually you know talks to his players when he has to defend them like hey are you noticed what deandre's doing like when deandre took all the criticism after a couple years he's like hey do you see what he's morphed into it's it's odd to hear him basically i've never heard him this hard champion for Embiid for an mvp i think he's acknowledged that how much it means to Embiid. okay but this is the same guy like hey so, Ben Simmons, you think you want a title with him? I don't know. This is the same guy that may be keeping it real at the wrong time. But, look, this is what this is about. And this is where it comes to the NBA. They're spoiled. You got to cater to them, even a legendary like Doc. This is him knowing, like, look, speaking of Mike Malone, I've seen Mike Malone champion for the Joker. He came out with this whole spiel like, hey, this is really disturbing how this, you know, MVP race is getting. We got to knock one person down to live on. So Doc played quiet, but this was his opportunity to come out and say, okay, he's got to show Embiid, hey, I got your back too. You know why he's doing that? Just in case they're up 3-1 against somebody in the Eastern Conference playoffs again and they blow a 3-1 lead and maybe it's just like, hey, man, just tell them. Tell them you just need me. And no, I don't think Doc's that desperate to keep it. I ain't going to disrespect that man like that. But you get it. it. It's one of those like, hey, Malone went for the Joker. I'm going to go ahead and get, I'm going to go for my guy. I'm going to go back for my guy. But he had, what did he have, like 50 points last night? 50 pointer, yeah. I've been to, I think it's time to go ahead and give it to him. I really do. I think he's earned it. Mine I, I is think, 750 today. Yeah, see how it's fluctuating, man. I'm telling you, they're going to get rid of this whole futures on this stuff. Listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosekis. Get a dose. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, Shout. cheers to savings. 
Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.